Welcome to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is the movie. We are recording the show for Transformers, the movie. The Transformers, colon, the movie. <laughs> Marvel's The Transformers, colon, the movie. <laughs> 1985 or six? It doesn't matter, Paul. We watched Transformers. <laughs> it was August uh, 1986. Yep. There you go. Now this is going to be a long episode, kid. So buckle in, Paul. Let's get into it. We open on uh, a fucking 2000. I'm just actually. I'm going to say before we start. I know we make fun of this show, but my God, watching this movie again, I again, <laughs> again. It, it's just. <laughs> It's very, very well done. Oh yeah, this is gonna. This like episode is gonna be a little bit more worship than than uh, nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. We open up with this 2001 worthy shot uh, of a giant robotic planetoid just kind of whoosh flying. Does an amazing pan by, and you see the kind of caverns. Yeah, inside. and the, and the, they all look like they're different ages too. Like there are clearly children here. I mean, they're robots, but it's obvious that they're. Young children, and like, there's older ones and young, and they're just going oh, yes, about the daily business. It, and it looks to. like a yeah. really happy planet. And yeah. the, this giant planetoid with these pincers up front, it basically comes in, digs its pincers in, and starts like, sucking everything it's into a port. Yeah, they all know and who like, it is. It's Unicron. They know who it is, but they have no defense. I mean, but None. to be fair, what could they do, right? This thing is bigger than their planet. It is. <laughs> it is gargantuan. So this would be the kind of thing that planets would kind of work together to try and figure something out. But hey. <laughs> really, any kind of galactic alliance. First thing mm. on the list: deal with Unicron. <laughs> yeah. They haven't. A couple of them try to escape. They get in shuttles, and they, the shuttles get yeah, away, but get pulled back in by like Unicron's his, gravity. I think is what pulls. Okay, him back, I figured it was so like a teleporter big. beam because he's got this big or that chomper mouth. And when you later on at the end of the towards the end of the movie, when you see how it deals with things inside, it's even worse. Um, but it yeah, <laughs> it eats everything. And we cut to the title mm, card uh, and is. the song that you heard at the intro. Uh, it's a, the Transformers theme by Lion, who I think mm. that might have been their only hit song. I don't know. I have no idea. Because I always thought, like, is it White Lion? Because that was a heavy metal band in the 80s. But no, no, it's not. Not even close. So uh, let's talk about the cast of this movie, because the title cards are going by here. Uh, Peter Cullen leads the return of the original cast. They're all yeah. here. Uh, yep. But we have oh, some yeah. big names joining oh, yeah. the uh, show. Like Eric Idle, he, he, yep. in Monty Python, he's Rekgar, who we've never heard of. But actually, all of these characters are all new. We've never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, which is, I think, the biggest f- flaw of this film. And that's uh, Judd Nelson is Hot Rod, in that we're supposed to care about Hot Rod, and I don't know why. He was in The Breakfast Club, not Hot Rod, Judd Nelson. <laughs> uh, it'd be great. If Hot Rod was in The Breakfast Club, <laughs> yeah, I we would be watching that movie next instead of What's her name? Uh, <laughs> And then uh, Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, he's that, that's what I knew him from. I mean, he's yeah. he's been in everything since like I think the fifties. But oh, uh, yeah. he was an airplane. In, in yes, he <laughs> was. Yes, he movie. was. But uh, uh, yeah, the, I knew him from Unsolved Mysteries and back in the eighties. We have the late great Orson Welles as Unicron itself, mm. him, himself. It's his self, uh, and uh, the later greater uh, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, yeah, no I shade on Orson Welles, but but you know Team Nimoy uh, as Galvatron, which um, only adds weight to this fucking uh, piece. 
And outside of the cast, Paul, we uh, the director's guy named Nelson Shin, who I only mentioned because uh, I looked him up on IMDb, and this guy has legitimate '80s cred. He was uh, he worked in animation on GI Joe, The Incredible Hulk, Spider Man, as well as Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. So, uh, children <laughs> of the '80s, this guy was a part he, of your life. He's been around. He's qualified. Is what you're saying? He, he knows what he's doing. And the other, the other name that I wanted to talk about is Vince DiCola. He composed the score of this. Uh, so there's there's actually a really good score to this uh, movie, but we're going to focus on the on the, the glam rock songs. Oh, yeah. But the reason I want to bring up Vince DiCola is that uh, I looked him up as well, and he the other only other score he ever composed was for Rocky IV, which oh, is the greatest Rocky <laughs> film the there robot. is. Shut up, Team Creed. And uh, <laughs> he's won, actually, I think he won like a Razzie Rasb- Award for that. And uh, apparently his his big moneymaker now is uh, he releases like the original master tapes of the Transformers session, the B-sides, the demo reel. And they're all like albums he, he pitches at Comic-Con. So. He's got to get these kids through college, yeah? <laughs> yeah, hey, you got, everybody needs a hustle. Anyway, uh, so after this title card goes through, we come in, and it is the futuristic year of 2005. (laughs) It's the future 14 years ago. And uh, the Decepticons won. Uh, Cybertron is there. Yeah. They they control it. Yeah, but But not not the the moons. moons. What? Where, where were these moons when Megatron brought Cybertron to Earth? Did he just leave them back where Cybertron came from? You, you know, we're not going to dwell a lot what's been established so far because they change a lot of stuff. They do. Uh, canon-wise in this movie, so otherwise we're going to be here all night. And in fact, right? th- this whole movie is one giant push of the reset button. Mm. So uh, on the uh, on both of Cybertron moons, the, the Autobots have uh, built... Uh, basis, and they're preparing an attack. They're going to try to take back Cybertron. This is going to be the big push to end the war. And Ironhide, we go to Ironhide and Optimus. Ironhide wants to attack now. He wants to bust deceptive jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Optimus needs them to go to Earth. They need more Energon yeah. uh, to you know fuel the war. So so uh, Ironhide's going to get in a shuttle and go back to Earth. Then we uh, oh we have Jazz contact. Uh, an adult Spike. He's on Moonbase One. Everything's cool on Moonbase yeah. One. <laughs> and, uh, but we, yeah, we see an adult Spike with Bumblebee, and Spike's got like a exosuit. Yeah, he's in his. He'd be in his thirties now. Yeah, and he's like this power armor kind of thing. Yeah, and he's really nothing like. The original Spike. He's kind of just an okay guy. Yeah, like he's close enough that you recognize. Hey, that is him, and he yeah, is older. Yeah, and that's probably Corey Burton's real voice this time. Like he's probably not trying to sound younger. Yeah, it's like, probably what the man actually sounds like if you were talking to him. But uh, all all my hate for Spike has uh, it do- it does not rear its ugly head here. No. Moonbase 2, which is Spike and Bumblebee, are looking for Autobi- or Decepticon uh, activity, and there's none. So they say, hey, there's no Decepticon activity. You can launch a shuttle. By the way, mention, tell my son Daniel, what? what? That I'll see him soon. He has a son? Somebody had sex with him? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, Spike. I'm so going to shit on you. I love this scene right here because Prime tells Cliff Jumper uh, to commence the countdown. Like, Prime, do you realize you just told an Autobot voiced by Casey Kasem in the 80s <laughs> to commence the countdown? It's like, well, Prime, moving up seven spots from the film Running Scared, it's Climax at number 40 with Man Size Love. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> no, you idiot, not that countdown. <laughs> Soinks! <Countdown. laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I, they I just, wonder if they, they just systematically go through every Hasbro and Hanna Barbera characters ever done. Oh, this movie's gonna take for fucking ever. <laughs> Uh, but while this whole conversation's going on and the shuttle's leaving, uh, it turns out Laserbeak was spying the whole time because, of course, and he goes back to Cybertron and reports back to Megatron, who, like, really dumps some praise on, on uh, oh, Laserbeak. Yeah. He loves He just him. shits all over his three lieutenants. Yeah. Like, unlike, you never fail me. <laughs> just the shockwave and uh, soundwave and Starscream were just all standing there like, oh, thanks. Although, to be fair, I gotta say it, the cassettes the mini cassettes have consistently delivered when they're told to do something. Yeah, so, especially Laserbeak. Yeah, like, when he's right, he's right. I don't right. think Laserbeak has ever. No, Laserbeak's never screwed up. <laughs> Ravaged once or twice, and Rumble's been solid throughout this series. Uh, so, Laserbeak, we take like a minute to watch the exact same dialogue we saw about two <laughs> minutes ago. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically they hear what's going to go on. Ironhide's going to Earth. They need more uh, energon. And the Autobot shuttle... Which they, which had already taken off, and so who's in it? It's Braun, Ironhide, Ratchet, and Prowl is, is there. It? Oh yeah, Prowl. Okay, Prowl. Because Prowl's like at, uh, at the controls. It's almost like the exact same as uh, the very first episode of season one, where they're flying along, and Prowl's even in the same seat. I think, huh. <laughs> except Optimus isn't with them this time. No, but yeah, they're flying along, and once again. The Decepticons blow a hole in the wall on the port side of the thing and attack. And when Megatron comes in, we go to our first kind of like big song, uh, and it's oh, Instruments yeah. of Destruction by NRC. It's a, it's a heavy little tune, but oh, then things do get heavy here because... They do. This is where, this is the first, like, what the fuck were they thinking like, moment? Like, did that happen kind yeah. of thing? Because, yeah. And like, who Braun, are you making this movie for? Yeah, Braun, like, supposedly one of the toughest Autobots, is yeah. the first to die. Like, he dead. He's not coming back. He one was shot, shot by Starscream. Admittedly, Goes it's Starscream down. shooting him with Megatron, so there's, there's that. Mm-hmm. But, the, oh, this next one really pissed me off, because Prowl is the second one to die. Like, but, and he's shot by Scavenger. I know. Like, by far the least belligerent Constructicon killed the second in command of the Autobots with one shot. One shot. Like, oh. yeah. And not anyway. just one shot. Like, Prowl goes down, and there's the whole big... Yeah, uh, it's really shot. drawn out. Like, like his, his face, his eyes he lands down on his knees. Oh yeah, like smoke pours out of his mouth. He falls over dead. His mu- jaw hanging open. And then Starscream uses Megatron to kill Ratchet and Ironhide. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then they start we fighting have, back. Ratchet's actually got two guns, like going all Yosemite's hand. Pow, pow, yeah, pow, there is a bit of, of back and forth in this one, but they get taken out pretty quick. And Starscream, Megatron turns back into himself. Starscream is like, uh, "Why don't we go attack the moon bases?" And uh, Megatron points out this thing is gonna go to Autobot City. Let's just go there and attack them. Yeah, because um, they're in an Autobot shuttle, right? And mm-hmm. The gonna Autobots go right aren't gonna security. know what hit them. It's gonna be the old Trojan horse bit, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, and then Ironhide is—he's mortally wounded. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he just kind of crawls over to Megatron, grabs yeah. his leg, like no. And then part. Megatron just points his gun, and it's off camera what he does, but he—he he basically shoots Ironhide point blank in the in face. In the face. Oh, that was. Bye, Iron That's hard to watch. Man, he, he was... What a way to go. So, we go to Earth. 
And this is where we meet Hot Rod and Daniel, <laughs> who are the E.T. and Elliot of this movie. <laughs> Pretty much. They're out fishing. Yeah. And uh, Daniel's like, oh, I kind of miss my dad or whatever he says. As you do. And then Hot Rod catches a fish. And, yeah. I, I like what they do with this here. Because, like, compared to Daniel, this fish is huge. But yeah. when Hot Rod holds it up to his face, it's like a sardine. He's like, yep, it's a whopper, right? Like, with the exception of the change in sizes when they transform, like Megatron into gun mode, shockwave, mm. in, or Soundwave into uh, tape player mode, the scale of humans versus Transformers and Transformers versus other Transformers is pretty solid in this movie. It's pretty constant across the board. Oh, sorry, Astrotrain. We'll get yeah, into that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, as they're, they're out there fishing, uh, Daniel gets a little thing on his, I don't know, iPad. Yeah, he gets side. some kind of little gizmo that somehow tells him that there's a shuttle coming in, and he just won't. He doesn't know who, who it is or what's on it or whatever, but he wants to go watch it land, right? I mean, but it's kid, you know. Oh, it's a space shuttle landing, essentially. That'd yeah. be kind of cool to watch. So. He gets out of this hoverboard, like 2005, and this kid has a hoverboard. No, I call shenanigans. Those things were not out until 2015. We all know that. But it's actually like a hover surfboard. Like yeah, it's like the powered, one, it's the like one a, that Biff uses. Yeah, in, uh, I was just going to say, uh, I, I can't remember yeah. the name of that one. But yeah. um, we come into another song here. Uh, this is another song by Stan Bush, and this one is Dare. <laughs> They're just Daniel's just flying down this road, but oh, he hits a rock or something. Yeah. But Hot Rod's right behind him and um, transforms like into a car and like gets Daniel inside of him, and then they just keep just flying down this road, and they're gonna go to Lookout Mountain. <laughs> Two things I think of when I watch this scene. One is, hey, dude, that hover surfboard probably cost a lot of money. You maybe want to go pick it up and repair it. Yeah, they just leave but it But the other is that I gone. love Hot Rod. He is such a cool-looking vehicle. Yeah, he's an I awesome character. I don't like Rodimus Prime. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> I, Sorry I don't answer. like him at all. He's a dumb-looking truck. But as a sports car, whoo, very cool. Anyway, uh, so they ride up to Lookout Mountain and pass a Transformer <laughs> named Cup. Yeah, and his cup is uh, this really old cup. Yeah, KUP is uh, directing other Autobots, and they're setting up fences or something. I guess they couldn't find the pane of glass to carry across the road because (laughs) it's exactly that scene. Yeah, (laughs) he's like shaking his fist at Hot Rod. Oh, you young punk! You damn kid! And uh, so they get up there, and there's like a set of mounted binoculars. Daniel runs up to it, starts looking at the binoculars, and sees the shuttle coming in. And there's a hole in the side, yeah, which was from the attack earlier. So Hot Rod just kind of does something with his optics or whatever, and like, oh, I'll just have a closer look. Magno so he, he just kind of zooms in, and he can see Decepticons, and he starts shooting. I thought he was shooting from his hands like a GoBot, but it's uh, the, those things <laughs> on his <laughs> arms. It kind of looked like that, it, eh? That are like the exhaust pipes or whatever on the, on yeah. the car. Like when you transform, those are on the backs of his wrists. So he's, yeah, he's shooting with those. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, is he like GoBotting this or what? Uh, so uh, we go down to Cup, and Cup's watching Hot Rod fire at the Autobot 
showed him. He's like, what the hell is he yeah, doing? Why is he shooting at this thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, auto, the Decepticons jump out of the shuttle, and they just open a uh, fire on everything. And they open mm. fire on the platform on Lookout Mountain, and it starts to collapse. So Hot Rod grabs Daniel and kind of... Yeah, they, they fall down the cliff, yeah. but Hot Rod grabs him. So, like, you know, Daniel's not hitting the rocks or anything. It's mm-hmm. Hot Rod basically shielding him from that. Oh, when they land, uh, Blitzwing, boom, lands down right in front of them, and he's got them in his sights. And just about to shoot yeah, them when Shrapnel comes flying around the well, flying off another rock into the air, transforms, <laughs> grabs Blitzwing's cannon, and points it off in another direction so that it hits oh, who uh, it hits one of the Insecticons, Shrapnel. Who then falls into Blitzwing and they both go yeah. tumbling over. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Cup, that's kind of like his coolest moment this whole movie. Mm. The Whirlpool is not bad, but it wasn't as cool as that. Yeah. Uh, so the three of them kind of recover, and then I think Starscream comes in, strafes them, and they all have to race back to Ottawa oh, City. He's strafing them like fucking crazy. Crazy, yeah, and I remember there's there's one line here where Cup's like uh, he's telling Hot Rod like you'll never live to be an old timer yeah. if you don't get back to the city. <laughs> Which is this is where we're really introduced to the first part of of Hot Rod's story's arc where he's immature and hot headed. Mm. He has to learn how to become a leader before he can be a leader. It's it's there. Yeah. Uh, so we go to Autobot City and uh, Perceptor. Witnesses the Decepticons approach, and yeah, uh, he's like, uh, "We have a distinct tactical deficiency." And <laughs> Ultra Magnus somehow needs that translated because he's an idiot. Like he does mention a couple times, he's just a soldier. Yeah, they, it, Robert Stack is a great voice, but he's not a good voice for a meathead uh, soldier. Yeah. And that's kind of what he yeah. should have been. Uh, but yeah, they're very outnumbered. They say, like, it's RC, Springer, Blur, Ultra Magnus, and Perceptor, and we see a couple other dead Autobots later. We'll get to that. But it's basically them against all the Decepticons. Yeah, and so Ultra Magnus, like, gives out some orders, and Blur, Blur wants something to do. And like, Blur is voiced by uh, John Machida Jr. Like, the Micro Machine Man. I, I, there's no way in the world I can yeah, ever yeah, go yeah, as yeah. fast as him. <laughs> it's like, hey, boss, hey, boss, hey, boss. I want something to do to boss or something like that. He's just, like, trying to get Ultra Magnus to give him something to do. The ironic thing about Blur is that he does talk fast, I think it's ironic, but he talks so much that he actually takes longer yeah. than a normal person, where another person would be like, what do you need me to do? And he's like, hey, can I do this? Do you need me to... I love when he when he moves too. It like it actually leaves a, a blur behind Yeah, him. yeah, he does, it's, he has tracers. It's kind of a neat uh, thing. So, Ultra Magnus orders Springer and RC to initiate the transformation of Autobot City, and yeah. um, they do that turn the big knobs and pull the levers and Starscream comes in starts strafing them and like is this uh, he's like they're kind of running along the floor it. that's starting to collapse mm. and transform into another part it's starting to come together yeah and Starscream's like there's no escape but then he gets trapped and like he gets his foot caught in the closing roof and uh, I don't know if he he shoots the floor to make it open and he also hits his foot or I cuz it's it's off camera again like it looks like he shoots his own foot off to escape know, from right? this thing because he's he's gonna get squished if he doesn't move. But because he's even like ah my foot, but it never resolves. He's he's fine. No, they could have like if they just drew like a piece of his foot missing for the rest of his time in this movie, it would have been it would been great. Uh, so the Insecticons are sent to the main door of Autobot City uh, and start eating through. And as they're eating through <laughs> yeah, the doors, Rod and Cup, who have been locked out. Come flying down, and they make a big jump and fly through the hole. Yeah, they ramp off of Kid's yeah. back, and uh, Cup actually crushes his head. He's crushing his yeah. head. Yeah, they, so they get in, 
when that happens, Perceptor has to go up to Blaster in a communications tower and say, contact Optimus for reinforcements. <laughs> and also, why haven't you already, <laughs> yeah. dude? Come on. Hey, by the way, you might yeah, want to get hey, the boss hey, on the Hey, have, the you, have you seen outside of the window <laughs> yeah. in this building that is one giant window? How could you miss this happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Megatron has uh, uh, oh this actually was kind of fun yeah, I like this uh, Megatron has Soundwave launch uh, he launches Rumble Frenzy Ravage and Ratbat who we've never seen Here's before a new guy. Uh, they go up and they attack the communication tower and they, they get in and so Blaster's like two can play that game and he <laughs> launches I had to look this up yeah I had to look it up was, the names too but as soon as I read them I'm like oh yeah that was what it was called the only one I remembered was Ramhorn but yeah so now Blaster's got some cassettes like, Dealjaw Ramhorn eject and rewind yeah the the blue robot is eject the black one's rewind the rhinoceros is ramhorn and the steel jaw is a lion i remember that it's madness like it's it's four mini cassettes going against four other mini cassettes i think even if you had the toys Soundwave's cassettes would fit inside blaster and the other way around even though blaster was a much larger toy Ooh, kinky oh <laughs> looked at that <laughs> uh so so while they're fighting there's actually a funny bit where blaster and perceptor are kind of just standing there like man I hope Optimus got the message, and they're all fighting around them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and all these little things are like running back yeah. and forth, beating the shit at each other. Bless just says something that they'll be burnt out toaster ovens or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? So uh, <laughs> we go to, there's a quick shot of Blur running across, uh, just shooting everybody. Yeah, and he's just losing his mind, <laughs> flying back and forth between windows and ramparts and things, shooting down at them. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, what am I going to do? Uh, and then yeah. we uh, we go back to Springer yeah. and uh, RC, and Springer's trying to push a, um, oh, but like a, a big launcher. They just call it a launcher. It's basically a missile launcher. You notice just before that, though, it shows. It's very brief. RC is dragging Wind Charger's dead body, and she lays it next to. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? You're killing them all. This is my bonus. Hey, come on now. Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, it's a joke. Hey, right there. Yeah, you're gonna bring it back. We're gonna bring it back. Come on. This is my bonus. I mean, this is everything I got. This is all I got. You gotta, you gotta let me. Oh, hey, oh, jeez. Oh, that's a arms not, but come on. I need the bonus. It's, oh my God. Hey, Holy shit. See, I think he's, I think he's guy dead. Bit of a downer, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh. but I mean, I mean, you were right. It's Windcharger and Wheeljack. They're they're dead. Yeah. For that's... a transformer as as important or as who's been in it as long as Wheeljack, what a throwaway! Like as as shocking as Prowl was, you think he would get a death scene? Like for like, yeah, you uh, just see him dead on the ground just with his face mashed. But uh, they do push, they start pushing, and then all of a sudden Hot Rod and Cup and Daniel come in, and they yeah, all push the launcher. Like, Daniel's, like, pushing against it, too. It's like, what the hell are you going to do? But it, uh, still, though, it's just like, okay, he's helping, I, right? So, I mean, yeah, Daniel, I by the end, I had a moment where I was like, yeah, kid. Like, there's, when he saves Spike later, hmm. I, I that was the moment where I thought, I like this kid. At this point... Yeah. He's just dumb kid hanging out with the Autobots. Yeah. But outside, the Constructicons transform into... Devastator! Oh, yeah. The shit hits the fan. And uh, Springer's like, I got better things to do today than die. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great line. Devastator with this uh, launcher yeah. thing. It's like a ballista, laser ballista kind of thing. But it's 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 useless against Devastator. Oh, like yeah. He literally tears their defenses apart. Like he's peeling the the walls down. Yeah, the bombs don't work. And eventually they're like, Devastator's moving in on them just when the other Autobot shuttle arrives with Optimus, 
It was Sunfire, right? Uh, no, Sunstreaker is very is shown Sunstreaker. at the controls of this thing. Oh, even though there was yeah. a very, very brief shot back a little bit where he was just shown standing there on Earth. Like you, you never see him dead after that either. So this is the last time you're going to see Sunstreaker. So enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, and the Dinobots minus Snarl. I don't know why yeah, he's not there. Snarl is only in this for like a bl- blink and you miss it. One later on, yeah, just an yeah. Error. yeah. You know what? I bet he and, was holding out for too much money. And they were talking, you know, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, it. You, I don't even know if he's in season three. You almost never see him again. He's like Jerry Hallowell when she severely overestimated her her uh, viability as a solo <laughs> artist. Snarl was like, I'm going to go start my own group of Transformers. And it just, his, his first <laughs> the series bombed. get back together to be one of the other ones and be the holdout this time. <laughs> so uh, the Dinobots jump out, just jump out, transform midair, and crash down into Devastator. And they, they knock him on his butt. There's some good Well, Devastator, he sidekicks Grimlock. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And he just tossed the sludge away. But uh, Slag knocks him into the wall. So, I mean, they actually do that but he manages yeah. to swat down swoop so yeah the, the mm-hmm. devastator is just like before it was always shown that you eventually can do something to beat him but this time nope it ain't happening yeah and there was a certain poetic beauty maybe was it or just maybe i was just satisfied to see devastator and the dinobots go up against each other that was one of the best uh, kind of grudges, grudge matches in mm, season one. In, in season those one, two yeah. against each other. Uh, and then Big Daddy comes out. Optimus gets out of the shuttle and... Yep. Uh, and Prime has had it. Like, Megatron must be stopped no matter the cost, or whatever he says. And you know what song comes on right now, Paul? <laughs> and it's awesome. You got the touch! You got the power! Prime just transforms and he starts rolling out and it's kind of slow motion and he just smashes into thrust, sends him flying. He runs over shrapnel. Blitzwing just actually just jumps out of his way. <laughs> yeah, that was but, good. And the, yeah, it, sorry, it's the touch by uh, Stan Bush. You just heard that, but um, he is just. I mean, he doesn't kill them, but it looks like he they does. They can't put a dent in him. No. Like the, the jets just let him have it, but nope, doesn't do a damn thing. And then there's and that then, shot. The shot. Fuck you about it. Yeah. Uh, this was the shot. Fuck you if you don't agree with me, everybody. It's yep. Transforms. Jumps up. Fire in the air, comes out. Flips over. Shoots. Ramjet Skywarp and Soundwave. Yep. Just lays them out. Then kick back and dirge. And then this is the. Oh, the, I love these lines right here. They even use them in other things. But like, well, Prime lands. He's like, one shall stand and one shall fall. Yeah. <laughs> Megatron's like, why throw away your life so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself. Megatron. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And they, oh, and just when they start to fight, Hot Rod's like, I'm going to go help. And Cup's like, dude, no, this is his fight. You don't, yeah. Do you, you know, meddle not in the affairs of dragons. You are crunchy and taste good with ketchup. Yeah, exactly. And like Megatron hits him with a shard or something, but then Prime just lays him out with a right cross. And now Megatron is a lightsaber. <laughs> it almost looks like a laser welding torch. It's yeah, a short it's, lightsaber. Yeah, it's like and a little thing. Yeah, gives him a kidney shot with it. Yeah, and but Optimus does like it looks like a dragon punch from Street Fighter. But yeah, you know, just this fight is just awesome though. Like they are the only two beings at all powerful enough to fight one another, and it's like exactly a, it's, perfectly oh, so evenly perfect. matched. Yeah, Prime gets him on the ropes and. Uh, 
picks up his gun, Cup's like, finish it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, come on, Prime, kill that motherfucker. And uh, Megatron sees a uh, gun yeah, or a smaller somebody weapon somebody else's gun. Side. And, but Optimus can't see that Megatron you yeah. know, can reach this thing. And he's like, please, Optimus, no more, or whatever. And Begs for mercy. Prime tells and him to just take as a Prime's hike. about to give him, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hot Rod runs up and is like, Optimus, no! Yeah, Megatron picks up the gun. Hot, Hot Rod tries to grab it, but Megatron, because he's you know he's a superior robot, uses Hot Rod as a shield mm, and blasts Optimus like three or four times the in the chest. He just empties the clip on And Prime can't shoot back because Hot Rod's in the way. Exactly. So Megatron tosses Hot Rod to the side and uh, goes up to Optimus and put, points the gun right at his head, monologues a little bit, ha, 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 he finally won, and Optimus, like, puts his fist together and just hammer Gives fucking him hits one him. one last one, but yeah. Chops him right off and uh, Megatron goes flying off the side of, like, a detru- destroyed wall of Autobot City falls down God knows how many feet hits the ground and he is in bad shape oh both of them are mortally wounded like these guys are way beyond repair now yeah, and uh, there was a neat little comparison here where Hot Rod runs over. He's like, oh, my God, Optimus, you okay? Uh, and then Starscream comes over and literally kicks Megatron when he's down. And he's like, fuck you. I'm in charge. Let's go. But Soundwave won't leave Megatron. Like, loyal to the end. Yeah. It was odd that he, like, Megatron Megatron begged for his help, mm. and Soundwave's response was, as you command. Yeah. And it was just like he wouldn't even question And then there's uh, the shot of of Soundwave carrying Megatron, and then I just love this bit, because Rumble is running after them carrying Megatron's gun. So, (laughs) okay, I I wanted to talk about that, because I saw it, and... (laughs) I know. I doubt that the animators went here, but just the way that he was carrying it almost looked like he was holding a security blanket or like a teddy bear, yeah, just because of the size difference. And there was it just hit me of this little moment of like cute little Rumble who all of a sudden is really scared because Soundwave is loyal to Megatron without question, and Megatron might die. And without Soundwave, Rumble is nothing. So all of a sudden, his whole future is in question, and all he can do is hold Megatron's gun and think, "Please let him pull through." I don't, I don't know why it hit me like that, but that happened, and I saw him sit in the back of Astro Train, and I literally went, "Aww." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, it was weird. Um, so the yeah, they all load up. The, on- yeah, they all load up in Astro Train. Who? Okay, it's going to get silly, but yep. Astro Train is apparently now big enough to get all of the Decepticons yep. in. But we go to Perceptor who. Not pre- prepare yeah, this this scene, man. Oh my god. Yeah, Optimus or uh, Perceptor has him on the table, and he's like, "I'm afraid the wounds are fatal. Like, sorry, I can't do anything." And Ratchet and Wheeljack are dead. They don't mention that, but Ratchet and Wheeljack can't help. They're dead. So yeah. yeah. And we mentioned Vince DiCola earlier. This is a great fucking song. Oh, like yeah. it is a great piece of music it's the death of optimus prime mm. uh he tells ultra magnus that he's going to pass the matrix of leadership onto him and he opens up his chest and pulls out this really cool looking thing and goes to hand it to ultra magnus but drops it yeah but before it hits the floor hot rod catches it and i mean is this why uh, never mind never mind we'll get to that well i mean it is it is a it is a solid piece of foreshadowing where hot rod doesn't just catch it he catches it and then holds it heroically and glows I wonder why nobody saw the glowing and thought, oh, maybe uh, we should just give it to Hot Rod? <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, they don't. He, uh, he gives it to Magnus, and Magnus puts and it into his chest. Sticks it inside his chest. Yeah, there's and a spot for it. And then Optimus dies and fades. Yeah, he just turns gray, and Daniel is cries and oh, puts his yeah, man. Well, man, it's I'm a forty years old, moment. man. That scene still gets yeah, me. Yeah, it's still a All pretty right? powerful scene. I mm. went and saw. I don't know. I think I've mentioned this in the show, but uh, uh, four or five months ago, I went and saw this in uh, a theater with you know a bunch. Yeah, of whole theater. It was sold out, and it was a bunch of other people who grew up with this in the eighties. And that scene. You could have heard a pin drop. It was pretty, oh, yeah. pretty emotional. Uh, so we cut over to Unicron, and we kind of go into his head, and there's all these monitors, and he mm. witnesses the passing of the Somehow Matrix to Ultra he knows Magnus. that it's been passed on, and he is not happy about that. Let's go to Astro Train, and things are going to oh, get this, silly. This is where it gets... Silly, yeah. He's flying, but he's like, get rid of some weight or something. It's like, cause he, he can't fly because it's... There's too much weight. You have to jettison some weight. Like, yeah. no, you're in space, and that's not how that works. As long as you're moving, Sir Isaac Newton will take care of the rest, bud. You don't need to worry about it. Anyway. So he says drop weight, and Starscream says, well, then I vote we get rid of the injured. Who yeah, agrees? And all like, it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like Soundwave, uh, Dirge, Ramjet, and Thruster. Like, yay! <laughs> Sounds great. Even though these guys were all just run over or shot by Prime. But if they're yeah, fine, I know. Yeah, the, the damage now doesn't make sense. It's really just to get push <laughs> them to so the, that yeah, the Unicron can make their transformers. It's the Insecticons, Thundercracker, and Skywarp, and they are just literally in pieces. They are, um, they're they had the shit kicked out of them. They're just like, nay. <laughs> they, yeah, they and then they get kicked out of the out of Astro Train. It's just one after the other. Mm. They're left to float in space. Starscream carries um Meg or Megatron over. And he begs for his life, and Starscream yep. just lets him go. I was really disappointed to see. I mean, I knew it would happen. Soundwave should be stepping yeah. in now. This is his moment, or well, he's, he's going to have to pay Starscream for it in later. the back. Yeah, something should have happened, or he should have just jumped out after Megatron and become, uh, you know, Cyclonus or whatever. But uh, we go uh, beyond that, and uh, we cut to. Oh no! Starscream crowns himself uh, leader of the Decepticons. Yeah. I'm your new leader. You got no listen to me now. But uh, Scrapper's like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, the Constructicons should lead because we formed Devastator. We're the most powerful. And then Soundwave's just like, nope, Soundwave should lead. <laughs> <laughs> he says, classic line. He says, Constructicons inferior, Soundwave superior. <laughs> and they yeah. decide they're going to transform into Devastator inside <laughs> Astro Train, and they do it. And there's enough room, and then Rumble and Frenzy start smashing the floor inside Astro Train, <laughs> yeah. and it like kind of shows outside, and he's like bouncing <laughs> around in space, bouncing, yeah, and just like, yeah, oh madness. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Devastator <laughs> falls apart, and then they all just start fighting, and uh, we cut to Megatron, floating, injured in space, and into the path of Unicron, and they have a very cool back and forth, and I mean, it's it's Orson Welles' voice, so it's just great. Well, uh, the thing I liked about this is uh, Unicron wants Megatron to destroy the Autobot Matrix leadership, and Megatron's like, I already did, Prime is dead, or whatever, and Unicron says, nope, Ultra Magnus has it now, Megatron says, all right. What's in it for me? Like, he is an inch away from death, still trying to bargain with this planet-sized thing that could 
Gilliman's like, no, what's in it for me? He's like, that's our Meg. Balls that fucking clang, man. Oh my god. And Unicron mentions the Matrix is the only thing that can quote stand in his way, uh, and that's all the motivation he's ever given. He just has to destroy this thing. Uh, and what he offers Megatron is a new body and new troops, so he can destroy Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Megatron's like. Pfft. Take a hike. So Unicron's like, all right, fine. I'll just have you for breakfast. And Megatron's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'll right, do it. I'll I'll do it. it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I want to be friends. I want to be friends. And there is a very cool mid-80s 3D animation yeah, transformation where, scene. Where it like, scans across them and it shows like the wireframe model. And then- In that, Megatron becomes Galvatron. Bombshell becomes Cyclonus. I think. Yeah, that, that's what I and got too. Kick- I always thought it was Skywarp because they're the same colors. But yeah. if you look at it. If Cyclonus is the one in front, then it is definitely Bombshell that becomes Cyclonus. Skywarp turns into his armada, and uh, Thundercracker gets turned into Scourge, and uh, and then Kickback and Shrapnel are just armada sweeps, as well. And the, those are like there's a million of them. It's yeah, yeah. Um, and then Unicron gives Galvatron a very cool new ship, yeah, and he flies off to Cybertron. Where Starscream <laughs> is being crowned leader of the Decepticons. The Constructicons are playing trumpets like dun, 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 <laughs> and he shoots he blows, the ends He gets tired. He's like, Come all right, that's enough. Just up. do it. And Astrotrain has the crown and puts it on his head. Yeah, it's actually kind of a cool crown. The animation here is pretty solid, especially when uh, Cyclonus arrives, Galvatron jumps <laughs> yeah. out, and. So how big is Cyclonus? <laughs> but anyway. What? So how big is Cyclonus if Galvatron is oh, yeah, flying yeah. inside the cockpit of him? Like, eh, anyway. And the, this matter. is the great line when he says uh, uh, something, something, this is bad comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and Starscream's like, who are you or something like that? And it's like, here. Mm. I can't do Leonard Nimoy's voice, but like, here's a hint. He just transforms into his cannon mode and just... Mm, evaporates Starscream. Oh, and, and Starscream like turns into ash and crumbles. A great, great animation here. It was so well done. I don't know what the frame mm. rate or how many frames went into that. Not the frame rate, but how many frames went into that. Such a good animation shot. And everybody falls in line immediately. They're all on yeah. Team uh, Galvatron. <laughs> Rumble's like, what did he say his name was again? Galvatron. <laughs> like, right, yeah. you're the boss. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's the toy you need to buy, kids. <laughs> and uh, friend of mine had that. Go, oh, if only sales guy hadn't died, he could be here. He'd be so yeah, happy now. It's, it was actually Poor a cool guy. toy. A friend of ours uh, had that. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, my cousin yeah. had one. Um, so Unicron arrives at Cybertron's moon. One of them and Jazz and Cliffjumper are like, "Holy shit! What? What?" <laughs> And again, Unicron sneaks up yeah, on them. They don't realize he's there planet. until the pincers are biting into the planet. But yeah, Jazz sends word to Earth and Blaster picks it up. And like Unicron is eating the moon, basically. And they escape on a ship. But again, they get sucked back by Unicron, whether it's tractor beam or just his sheer gravity. It pulls them back. <laughs> but uh, then we go to Spike and Bumblebee on the other move moon, and they say, we're going to try to slow it down. Yeah, we're, how? <laughs> well, it's it's an, an idea is that they, they must have explosives in the planet. So here's my theory on where the Cybertron moons came from. They just got built over the last 20 years. Yeah. That, is my guess. That actually. And then, like, the Autobots took them over from the, the, from the Cybertrons, from the Decepticons. And then, but they must have bombs throughout the thing because they set the entire moon to explode, mm. jump on a, a shuttlecraft, and whoosh, away they go. Unicron eats the planet, or the moon. Yeah. It explodes. <laughs> the bombs don't do a damn thing. And then is the greatest line in the movie, Paul. Yeah. Oh, shit, what are we going to do now? 
now. <laughs> like immediately, like every parent that took their kid to see this movie in 1986, their head just snapped back. Like you know, they were just like you're not even really paying attention to it. Oh shit! What are we gonna do now? Good old what? PG-13. Those were the days. We can say it once. Yeah. Uh, and they get, but they get sucked in to uh, Unicron as well. And then Megatron at shortly after this, uh, or at Starscream's former ceremony, uh, Megatron is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing in my fucking moon? Say this is my moons, or not, Megatron Galvatron? Yeah, they belong to me. Hey, this is my like, moons day. Uh, eat my fucking moons." But uh, Unicron does something to Galvatron, like it makes it painful when uh, Galvatron disobeys him. Yeah, all right, all right, use the bus, use the bus. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> it would have been, I mean, look, God, I love Leonard Nimoy, but after Nimoy into the se- into season three, because they don't have him anymore, no. they should have just turned him into, like, like Italian Delion. What the fuck you doing the Arabats over there, you fuck you? <laughs> Some okay. tomatoes are dried up and looking good. Yeah, yeah, for that bad. <laughs> I guess that's Greek. Anyway. That would have been even better. <laughs> Galvatron, the angry Greek deli owner. <laughs> I'm going to transform you, huh? <laughs> so, Spike is doing that, the idiot. <laughs> so, the remaining Autobots have uh, assembled on in Autobot City, and they got this message, and they're going to stop Unicron. Oh, oh, uh, I, I don't know if we mentioned... But uh, Mega or fuck Megatron, Galvatron is on his way to Earth, and so they just as they're getting ready to leave, the Decepticons show up, and Galvatron wants Ultra Magnus for himself. It's that classic: he's mine, you stay away. Yep. So we this was a story arc that never went anywhere, and it could have been interesting. Uh, where so RC and Daniel are running along. Daniel almost falls while they're getting fired at, and yeah. RC saves him. Yeah, she's like, stay close to me. Yeah, and then she almost falls, and Hot Rod grabs her, and he's like, you better stay close to me. <laughs> and then they get shot at again, and she has to shove him down and cover him, and kind of in that very meat cute kind of way, yeah. she's laying on top of him, their faces are close, and she says, why don't you stay close to me? <laughs> it would have been really interesting to see uh, how Autobots deal in personal relationships. We've hinted at it in season two and never went anywhere, but that's about the end of their relationship growth. It doesn't go anywhere, no, unfortunately. No, it does not. At least not in this movie, no. <laughs> and then Blur proves why he's <laughs> a useless another, piece of shit again. It's another kind of uh, moment of levity, I guess. Like, Blur's just flying around here trying to get the Dinobots on the shuttle. He's, like, pushing Grimlock up the ramp, and, like, he doesn't want to go in. So Ultra oh, Magnus is... <laughs> I like that he doesn't really deal with the issue he just acknowledges that blur is useless because he just says cup and hot rod load the dinobots and they do it very easily yeah i love where uh grimlock he can breathe fire now i guess he, he yeah. breathes fire at cyclonus and galvatron shows him in the cockpit shaking his fist at grimlock. Yeah, they pass, <laughs> you kids uh but they get in the shuttle and they launch <laughs> off and they get on one and then ultra magnus springer daniel and perceptor get on the other shuttle and chase off take off but rc isn't on and she runs and catches up to the shuttle and jumps aboard if they were pushing this hot rod thing, she should have jumped up and then hot on his hot rod shuttle and he pulls her up and he's like, I guess you're staying close to me or, you know, yeah, you could yeah. have done something with it. But no. both shuttles get away. They get into Springer space. Springer gets her and pulls her. Yeah. In. And then in space, uh, 
Cup, we go to Cup and Hot Rod's thing, and Cup is telling the Dinobot <laughs> stories. He does this a lot. This reminds me of the time on Alpha Centauri, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Grimlock, he gets so excited, he actually knocks Swoop over. And they're all still in yeah. dinosaur mode. Like, <laughs> yeah, like sitting around him like kids listening to Grandpa <laughs> tell a story. Um, and Hot Rod is kind of fighting a training robot. But the, uh, the it's kind of an odd scene that they're this relaxed because immediately the Decepticons show up. Yeah, and Cup's like, it's like the shripe bats of Dramadon all over again. It's like, what? <laughs> and okay. Cup and Hot Rod get hit, their ship ship gets hit, and they crash into like a Salvador Dali-looking planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's half a planet with a loopy, like, wavy yeah, Saturn looks like, ring around it. Like it Marvin the Martian would be on. Like. It's crazy. <laughs> and then uh, Ultra Magnus... Because they're going to get hit next, he figures they'll eject the cockpit from the shuttle, mm. and uh, kind of like those lizards who drop their tail and then run away. So Megatron blows up the shuttle and thinks he killed them, but the escape pod gets away, and they find. Do we find the planet yet? Gal- Galvatron no, thinks he later. blew them up, but then uh, he gets that pain again because Unicron knows no, that Matrix is still alive, man. You, like, come on, step up your game. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? What in my head there, you fuck? Yeah, the Autobots are fine. They're fine, but three quarters of their ship is gone. But they're all right. And there's even a line where RC's like, "I want. Did we have to sacrifice three quarters of the ship?" And Springer says, "Well, we could have sacrificed four quarters." Yeah, I like that line. That's a good. They one. have much more of a brother sister relationship. Um, um, but Perceptor locates like, yeah. a nearby planet where they can land their craft. I think it's called Junkion. I think he says the name of it. Or I think just the name of the planet is Junk. I think the, the inhabitants oh, is it junk? of it are uh, the are Junkions junkion. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Hot Rod uh, on this Salvador Dal- Dali planet. He's underwater. Trapped <laughs> yeah, by like these space seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, space seaweed. It really is. And there's like mechanical fish are like nipping at his feet. Yeah. <laughs> and as he escapes, we come into a song here, uh, a pretty good one called Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way by Spectre General. Yeah, like he pulls out this buzzsaw thing just to escape from that and uh, to get to Cup, and then like uh, Cup's fighting like this. He drives along underwater. Thing. Yeah, he, he drives underwater as if he were on the road, but uh, he finds Cup and he's fighting this like Robo Squid thing and shoots that underwater yeah. to uh, to free Cup. There's a bit of a battle with this thing, but. Uh, uh, Hot Rod finds Cup and he's badly damaged and Cup's just like, fix me. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. Missing like uh, his legs removed or his arm or something. He's like picking up the parts. And Hot Rod collects the them all and, and takes them to dry yeah. land. And then we go to Ultra Magnus's craft and they've, they crash on this planet junk. And the junk planet, and everybody saw, survives the crash. They're fine. He's They're like, fine. Everybody's fine. say something, whatever. And like, Daniel's okay because uh, RC sheltered him. It's like, oh man, if they're all fucked up, what's this poor kid going to be? But no, she's like, uh, basically lying above him. Like, she's not on top of him, otherwise, he'd be a pancake. But yeah, she's shielding. But he's uh, he's inherited invincibility from his <laughs> yeah. dad. Uh, but what they do is they give him his dad's old exosuit. So it's yeah, a suit because, that uh, he Ultra can... Magnus, like, he wants to fix the ship, and Daniel wants to play too, right? But uh, Springer's like, uh, there's no air out there. <laughs> and Nursey's like, ah, don't worry about it. Here's this exosuit. Put this on. So it takes him a while. He stumbles around. There's some yucks. And he's like tripping And over then stuff. they all head out. And they look for scrap to get ship repairs. And as they do, uh, Transformers that we find out are called Junkions mm. pop their heads out and go, here's, what here's, now, back 
Here's Eric Idle. And everybody said, what did he say? If you didn't know going in that it was Eric Idle, you would never have thought it was Eric Idle. There's so many effects I know they modulate a lot of Transformers Mm. voices to make them sound cool, but this one is so overdone. It's there's times where you can't understand what he's saying. So we go back to the Salvador Dali planet, and Hot Rod fixes Cup. Yeah, uh, Cup complains he's about like, it because uh, he complains about everything. Cuff, but then but... he's like, "Ah, oh, you missed parts. Ah, oh, you're an idiot. Ah, oh, your mother never loved you." And, he's like, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, you fixed it better than I've ever been fixed in my life." All things considered, kid, that's a damn good job of what you had to work with, or whatever he says. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you got rid of that pain in my shoulder, my sciatica. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they head out to find the Dinobots because they're not there, and they're confronted by I looked this up, Alicons. Alicon. Oh, that's the. I just, I just wrote down monsters. <laughs> They're alicons. Yeah. Uh, and Cup uses the universal greeting, ba, weep, gra, wop, nini, bong. <laughs> ba, weep, gra, wa, neep, nini, bong? Like, <laughs> ba, weep, gra, weep, nini, bong. Weep, gra, wop, what a fuck, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> he does that, and you give them an Energon chip, and it's supposed to... He starts feeding them. Yeah, it's supposed to... Show that you're a nice person. And they're supposed to reciprocate, except they don't. They just jump. <laughs> yeah. And when they do, we see this little Autobot who runs by in the background. He's a, He's little, a weenie. Little guy, yeah. And we'll get to him. And then the Alicons take them to the Quintessons, who are going to show up in the next season. And yes. uh, the Quintessons are judging some mm-hmm. robot, they're... sentencing some robot uh, to be fed to shark to Yeah, and it's like on this, like uh, on a plank over the top of like water. I thought it was like, oh, he's on top of lava or acid or something. But no, there's like uh, the shark, well, they're shark decons, what they call, but they're like, like they got like ball and chain things for tails yeah. and like huge freaking like they oh, are is a gigantic yes they exactly oh yeah and uh, they have a prosecutor who who reads out the sentences but they're just feeding everybody the shark yeah it's like cup and hot rod get tossed into a holding innocent. cell and they meet Kranix who was the last survivor of that planet yeah he, he, saw he was Unicron the guy from the at the, the, the very first yeah. And mm. he explains, basically, he gives them a couple, he fills in a couple blanks. Here's who Unicron is. Here's what he does. And they go, oh, that must be Unicron. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then he's uh, dragged away by Sharktacons, I think, to get fed to Sharktacons. Yeah, I think, well, it's, it's the Sharktacons in, in robot mode. But uh, they, yeah, they drag yeah. him away, and he's like, no! I'm the last no, of my kind! Is he guilty or innocent? Innocent. Like then they feed him to Sharktacons. Like, what was the point of that? Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. They they show that like it doesn't yep. matter if you're guilty they're or innocent. They're going to feed gonna you to Sharktacons either way. We go to swoop flying over the head on this planet. Comes down, lands, and tells the t- Dinobots you can't find anybody. And then they start fighting among themselves <laughs> as they do. <laughs> so, that little Wheelie guy. Yeah. Well, his name is Wheelie, but that little Autobot comes back in. He just climbs up on Sludge's back and sits on his head. He does that thing where he rhymes. I don't know why. It's like a 10-year period where that was in a ton of cartoons, and it's fucking stupid. Nobody talks like that. Well, then... It, it must be contagious or something because even Grimlock starts doing the same thing. Like, this little kid Autobot, basically, shoots Grimlock in the nose with a slingshot. And Grimlock's like, ah, why, boy, hurt my nose or something. And in the end, he ends, it, he ends it with, like, we get on our way. That's what I Grimlock say or whatever. And it's just, uh, it was cute when... Uh, Andre the Giant did it in Princess Bride. It's just done here. <laughs> so we go back to Galvatron, and he reports to Unicron saying, Hey, what the hell? I uh, killed the guy. You fucking give me a headache again, huh? 
<laughs> and uh, Unicron is like, no, 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 the Matrix hasn't been destroyed. You screwed up no, again. still there. Go to the planet of junk. <laughs> again, it's, it's Orson Welles, but it's heavily uh, modulated. But it's such a great voice. Unicron mm. is a fucking great voice. Again, going back to seeing it in the theaters, they, the bass was in that voice, and it just resonated so powerfully. It was great. Oh, uh, awesome. So we go back awesome. to Junk, and the Autobots are working on their ship as the Junkions just mm. kind of watch. Daniel's getting the hang of his exosuit. Yeah. yeah, he's getting the hang of it. And then the Decepticons attack because... I don't know if these planets are like 40 feet from each other or they have warp <laughs> yeah, travel or what, like but it. they get there. It's like, let's go attack these guys. <laughs> One's a moon of the yeah, other. the guy's right over there. Yeah, yeah, let's get them. So uh, they <laughs> attack and the Autobots have to transform. They, they have a plan to draw them away and then circle back to the ship and the Decepticons just blow up the ship. <laughs> yeah. Well, not so much for that idea. But uh, in, plan B. in that, uh, Daniel's like running and like the Autobots transforming away. They go and Blur's like, transform. And it turns out, this exosuit can transform. Yeah, it's like a little car with so that he's laying down in it, and he's yes. got a bubble with head. And like not for nothing, but when that transformed, that one hundred percent broke both of his arms and his legs. <laughs> yeah. There's no oh. way that suit changed, and his limbs are intact. I, I think it's like he's in like a little tiny like compartment kind of thing, and like <laughs> yeah. his arms are not actually in the arms of the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> if he ever comes out of that suit, he's just gonna die. That's why he's not coming out of that suit. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that. For the rest of his life. So um, the uh, the Autobots, yeah, they run, and uh, Magnus, we come down to Magnus. Um, he's like, I'll try and unleash the power of the Matrix, and he's just fiddling with the stupid thing. Yeah, yeah they corner him, and he the Matrix will not respond, and they blow him up mm, literally into pieces. He, he did. And not just, like, not just Galvatron. A lot of the Armada shoots him. Uh, he blows up into pieces, falls in the ground, and Galvatron acquires the Matrix, and now we find out his true plan where he just he's going to make Unicron his slave. Because he knows that this is the thing that is stopping Unicron from doing whatever it is he's going to do. Yeah. But uh, meanwhile, back in Quintesson Court... Back <laughs> on the ranch! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Hot Rod and Cup are on trial, they're, and the, they're sentenced to death for being innocent. <laughs> yeah, and qu- the the Quintesson's prosecutor is like, "Would you like to beg for your lives? It sometimes helps, but not really." <laughs> yeah, I love that. Come on, do it. <laughs> Makes me hard. Yeah. They uh, oh, and because of the energy bindings they have, they can't transform. But when they fall into the water, the bindings are gone. Yeah. Why do they come off before they hit the water? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, uh, they transform, and uh, the music comes up again and holy shit man this sounds like Megadeth I, that's what I thought I'm like there's no way it's Megadeth this is Spectre General again and the song is Hunger Is made. I mean, after the uh, the touch and the Transformers theme, it is mm. easily my favorite song. The this whole season. soundtrack is awesome. We should say that there's this is a great soundtrack. There was like this five year, maybe longer era, like super late 70s to mid 80s where there were so many animated movies that had great soundtrack there's like rock and rule, there mm. was heavy metal, uh, yeah. there's the Transformers, there's just a ton of movies that are schlocky and cheesy and super 80s, but Man, the soundtracks were great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, would they? what they do is they ride around the edge of this pool, yeah. create a big whirlpool, and smash <laughs> all the Shark the Decons. <laughs> Literally. 
they stir it enough that I guess they ride the water, the current, out of the pool. Yeah, it smashes them out of the land, but uh, Hot Rod's like, we can't hold out forever, but we can give them a humongous repair bill. One of them says that. So they're going to go down swinging, and just when they do, the prosecutor's like, "Uh, stop them, and the door falls down on top of them, squishes (laughs) them, and the Dinobots march into the room and make very quick work of the Sharktacons. Slag's like, excuse me. (laughs) When he walks in. Oh, and then after they kick a lot of uh, Sharktacon ass, Grimlock's like, hey, you know what? You guys all do what I say. Go attack him. Oh, yeah. Points up at the, the Quintessons. And damn the Sharktacons look at each other and like, all right. And they go after the Quintessons. <laughs> or the Quintesson. <laughs> Is it one? He has five faces. Is it it's a Quintesson or something? Anyway. Um, I think it's like one being, but like every face is a different personality or something. It's so like, a single, they get into that much more in, in season three. I just... Forget how it really works. Would, but would you refer to a single entity as a Quintesson or Quintessons? I think it's Quintesson because there's only one here. Because, but in in season three, you definitely see more than one in in the same place. In fact, I think there are five of them. No, no. Here's what I'm talking about, though: is like their pronoun because one entity, oh. one Quintesson, is five different beings. Okay, so would gotcha. you refer to that one Quintesson as a Quintesson, or is that five Quintessons? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I really legitimately don't know. <laughs> I, I bet you there's a Wikipedia page about that somewhere. Let us know on Twitter. We uh, After they, they, the Sharktacons chase the Quintessons away, Wheelie, in another dumb rhyme, tells them that that tower over there that looks like a drunken corkscrew is actually a spaceship. The corkscrewy ship. That's one thing I remembered about this movie. So back on Planet Junk, Ultra Magnus is in pieces. And, and and so are the Autobots. They're all like, oh, boo-hoo, he dead. Wah. I'm so sad this guy we met 40 minutes ago is dead. Blah. Yep, and uh, the Junkions show up. <laughs> and, uh, and here's another yeah, one of the great songs. Oh, it's, oh, now i got to rearrange my, my top three list. But this is Dare to be Stupid by Weird Al Yankovic. He was everywhere in the 80s. <laughs> so as they're being chased by the Junkions, the Autobots are shooting them. And when a Junkion goes down, they can basically repair themselves instantly from the junk around them and just keep going. Well, yeah, the, they transform into motorbikes and they're riding each other and they keep switching roles. Like they keep one turns, like it hits a bump and then the bottom guy transforms, yeah, the other guy turns into cool. the, the bike and they just keep going. It is really cool. Yeah, They basically, they take a couple of them out, but they're overwhelmed and just as they're mm. going to get overwhelmed totally, uh, this the jet from the Quintesson planet arrives. So the, the rocket from the oh. Quintesson planet arrives. I like how this fight kind of semi-resolves as uh, Daniel smashes Rekkar over the head with a stalagmite yep. or something. Just smack. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> well done, kid. <laughs> this is one of the few moments of Hot Rod's character development. Hot Rod, Cup, and the Dinobots, and Wheelie uh, get off the ship, and Hot Rod does the universal greeting to the Junkions, and they accept it, and then yeah. everybody dances. Bow, weep, grah, nah, weep, ninny, bong. And they're like, bong, 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 b
<laughs> and now it's the Dancetron. It is Dancetron. <laughs> They're all partying and getting down. <laughs> they dance around like idiots. Uh, they go and they repair Ultra Magnus like that. And he's as good as new. Cup says, oh, I can talk a little TV or something. Don't touch that dial. And now like, they repair him. And he's like, on a 90-day warranty. So you can just imagine like 15 episodes into season three. <laughs> like, falls Ultra Magnus just walking along and then just completely falls apart. The ass like, plate oh, falls off. Day oh, 92. No. So they <laughs> reveal that they have a junk rocket underground and they're going to join the Autobots and, and they're fighting against Unicron. They're all going to fly to Unicron and figure out a way to kill him on the way there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But they've all blast off. <laughs> like, it's the Autobots and their thing, and there's just a ton of junkions. Like, there's, oh, there's a lot of Yeah, them. dozens upon dozens upon dozens. So we go to Galvatron, um, and he confronts Unicron. Uh, he's got the Matrix, and he's like, ah, you are going to listen to me now. <laughs> but it's useless in the hands of a Decepticon. It's just... It's just a yeah. nightlight. And he tries to, like, pull it open, and Unicron's mm. like, you're such an idiot. You know what? Like, that's not going to You work. want a dick measuring contest? Check this out, motherfucker. And he transforms into yeah. a planet-sized robot. seriously lays his yeah. dick on the table. Yeah, it, it's an awesome transformation. Like, it's all these, it like, close-up things of this changing and that changing, and then it just zooms back, and it's just, he is fucking huge <laughs> he is in fact he is the size of cybertron because he flies over to it mm. and it's like it's as cybertron is as tall as <laughs> him and he just starts putting his fists into it we're under attack no shit yeah. genius look yeah. at that thing <laughs> how did this guy sneak up on you again yeah <laughs> so the decepticons they launch a counterattack, but it's legitimately pointed. Yeah, Galvatron even transforms and shoots him right in the face. Yeah. Doesn't do a damn thing. He just swallows him. <laughs> like, picks him up, pinches yeah, him. Yeah, Galvatron oh, just grabs gulp. him and eats him. And then Yum. the Autobots arrive, and this was this was a great, I love this idea, uh, Hot Rod just guns the ship, or Unicron shoots the junkie on ship, and then Hot Rod guns the corkscrew ship and drives, or flies it right yeah, through Unicron's left screws eye. screws it right into his eye. <laughs> And the, I guess land. And well, no, it crashes because they all have to jump out as it crashes somewhere in Unicron's head. Oh, yeah, the Autobots abandon ship, yeah. And uh, this is where Hot Rod gets separated. Yep. And uh, all the Autobots are running from, like, these tentacle things that are trying to, to, to grab. Do you remember the episode where uh, it was Bumblebee, Perceptor, and maybe Braun? Uh, bra- yeah. And the, they went they had to get inside they Megatron. Down inside yeah. Megatron. Yeah. Didn't he have the same kind of thing, those little pincers it's, on Kind of like it's a gal or a, a Unicron's like immune system, and like they are the contaminant. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder if that's just a transformer immune system. That's a neat that they kept. Anyway, uh, so yeah, they have to run from these pincer claws. And as Hot Rod yeah, he walks falls around down deep for oh, he miles. falls down deeper into Unicron, and uh, he ends up deep inside Unicron. And uh, so you just see dirty. the light of the Matrix, and he's like, "Oh, it's the Matrix." And then yeah, Galvatron kind of comes out of the shadows, and he's holding it, and he's like, like hey, "It didn't work for me. It ain't gonna fuck." gonna work for you. Yeah, it's like, it's no use, Autobot. It won't work. And it's like, well, no, not for Decepticon, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Unicron uh, gets inside Galvatron's head again. He says, kill Hot Rod. Yeah, because Galvatron's like, you're gonna help me f- uh, beat Unicron or whatever. And Unicron's like, mm, hey, remember who's in charge here? Eh? Yeah? Dummy. Yeah? I, I, you're inside <laughs> me. I can't hear you. <laughs> so, so we go outside, and the, the Dinobots launch a short attack on Unicron, and then are like, <laughs> and run away. <laughs> Unicron is literally standing on top of Cybertron. Yeah, yeah he is. He's standing on top of He's Cybertron. standing on top of the world. Uh, uh, <laughs> look at me, Ma. And uh, 
then we go back inside uh, Unicron, and Daniel gets caught by the pincers. Uh, the Autobots free him, but I, did somebody shoot it? I missed how it opened up, but a giant gate of water opens up and just yeah, floods it's like the RC area. somehow causes water to come flowing in for no apparent reason. But either way, like the Autobots get washed down one side of this f- kind of a fork in the road kind of thing, and Daniel goes down the other. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh, spaghettios. And then, uh, the, so Daniel ends up. I mentioned before that the inside of Galva or of Unicron, his his I don't know digestive system is kind of dark. Yeah, the, I'm guessing this must be what this is. This is what it is. There's this giant conveyor belt that's got Autobar transformers hooked. It's like a clothesline thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's moving. On. It's like the things you see at, at the laundromat, and it's a uh, yes. Yeah. And anyway, and it's going over this giant vat that drops them in, and you see what happens. A couple of them, like, they, they're kind of slowly getting caught in this, like it's thick maple syrup, and then they kind of glow red and heat up and just yeah, melt it's away. Yeah, like, uh, it's like fucking in dark. fucking Roger Rabbit when the, the Judge Doom puts the, the shoe into the dip. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it is. And uh, as Daniel's watching this, he sees that his dad, followed by, who is it, Bumblebee, Cliffjumper, and Jazz, yeah. are moving along. And he's, <laughs> this is like, the only other moment we see Spike and his entire range is just ah! like, like he's like close yeah. the goddamn fat okay you did it yeah like he is just jacked but why why would that thing have a cover on it to begin with right because like, they didn't want to kill everybody I guess now go get your old man a beard Danny <laughs> <laughs> it's the cycle it's continued yeah. um, but he gets Daniel to use like the booster from his his suit to blast the vat mm. lid and that falls this is the one moment i really like daniel but like spike says hey you did it and he goes i did it yeah. and it was just they did a good job of having a kid who goes on a crazy adventure with space robots yeah and actually does helps in yeah, some way by yeah. the end. Like up until this point, he's been a hundred percent useless. But he did something and helped out. And this is the end of his story. But it was a nice little closing. I yeah, liked it. Yeah. Uh, so he does save his dad, and then we go back to Hot Run, Hot Rod, and he's mm, got a neat fighting style. He's kind of doing hit and run with a. Uh, Galvatron. Well, he knows. It, it's like uh, when, um, oh, who was it? Uh, Muhammad Ali first fought uh, George Foreman. Uh, he knew, like, if I go toe-to-toe with this guy, I'm going to get killed. So he has to, he's just hit and run. Yeah, just wear him down. That's that. I think that's what Hot Rod's strategy is. It doesn't come to that eventually. But, yeah, he's just, like, smash him once and he transforms, gets out of there. Yeah. Well, they do end up getting, there's a firefight, and then they get into a game of chicken, and then they kind of wrestle. Mm. And, uh... Galvatron has Hot Rod pinned down. He's got his hands around his throat, yeah, basically shit talking. And then uh, outside Unicron, it's like a pity you Autobots die so easily. Otherwise, I might have some satisfaction. <laughs> Something's like holy uh, shit. But outside yeah. Unicron crushes the Junkian ship, and then we go inside his head, I guess again. And Galvatron's choking out Hot Rod, and Hot Rod opens up the Matrix and stands up. He just reaches up and grabs the Matrix and... The the song plays again. It's The Touch by Stan Bush. You got the touch. You got the power. Here, 
Prime's voice, like yeah, disembodied voice, like arise, Rodimus Prime, <laughs> and it's like, like Hot Rod actually, it's like increases in size and everything and he's just and like uh, now bigger and bulkier yeah Galvatron and, and there's a couple though. punches back and forth he pitch, picks Galvatron up and throws him through a wall I guess Unicron's skin and he goes whoo into space so fucking hard through the wall that it's enough for Galvatron to escape Unitron's gravity. Like, that's the equivalent of picking somebody and throwing them off the Earth. Pretty much. Like, wow. And uh, <laughs> then he activates the Matrix, and it causes Unicron to explode from the inside. Kaboom! Well, uh, well, things are starting to go that way. But, uh, yeah, Springer, RC, and Cup, they're still kind of fighting these tentacle things. But all of a sudden, they start uh, blowing up with all these green explosions. And yeah, and there's stuff. explosions going off throughout Unicron. It's not one big kaboom. It's he's, he's slowly starting to explode. So everybody regroups. And so here is who has survived the end of this movie. It's Rodimus Prime, uh, Cup, Spike, Daniel, RC, Springer, Jazz, Bumblebee, and Cliff Jumper. Yep. And Rodimus says, transform and roll out. Out. And Cub's like, I know you had potential. <laughs> and then Unicron explodes, and we're somewhere. I'm guessing it's Autobot City. Uh, oh, like no, he's AI. over Cybertron. Rod, we go to, there's a quick cutaway to Rodimus Prime, and he de- he's declared an end to the Cybertron War, till all are one, which doesn't really make sense. And then we have the shot that season three is going to open with. Yeah, we're... Uh Unicron's head is now basically a moon of Cybertron because <laughs> it just comes flying around the moon, turns around, and you see both eyes are shot out, and, and then it just kind of stops there. And then that fucking awesome heavy metal theme song of the things, the drums come in for that, and then it actually plays the whole song this time. It's not like the edited one that, that we started the movie with. Well, there it is, yeah. Paul. There the Transformers, the was, movie. Yeah, still one of my favorites. One of I, my yeah, favorites. I will watch that movie again. I know I will because it's just a good movie. Great part of my childhood, and I love that I still love it. We're not going to be doing an episode Thursday because that's enough of us for one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably probably for two weeks, but tough shit because next week we'll be back with season three. Yeah, uh, and we're doing the five the five faces of darkness part one, which is a whole five parter. Uh, if you cannot wait until then <laughs> to uh, find out more about. Paul and I. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. Yeah, make sure uh, you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever you're using to listen to us with, and uh, tell all your friends. Uh, And until next week, keep on transforming! (laughs) See you next time.